Ramble. Bonjour, mes amis, c'est le Trépode avec Eugène, Zachary. Oui. Edward. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, Keith. Freedom Fries. <laughs> Et bien sûr, Mills. Mills, bonsignore. Bonsoir, je m'appelle Lafayette. <laughs> Way, 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 way. All right, that was my that was my special tripod was as wow, Webby that, winners really intro because we're so great. We went international as Webby winners. Congratulations, <laughs> Miles Nation. When <laughs> when, uh, when you win an award, you instantly learn how to speak perfect French. It's awesome, guys. You should try it. Webby Award winning podcast. The nation, <laughs> the nation, you did it. Miles yeah. Nation, now Miles World. Yeah, bitch. Whoa. Go Whoa. off, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I think the, the parameters were uh, sending like a five word speech to the Webbies. And they also had a really like crappy live stream that didn't really work. Hey, so easy, Miles, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> let's give you the. Let's give you the floor. Uh, oh, yeah. You get more than five words to accept on behalf of the tripod. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, if I could be, uh, if I could please be introduced, ladies and gentlemen, accepting the award for the. I'm sorry. Let me start over. <laughs> 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 accepting the award for the Webby. Ladies and gentlemen, accepting the Webby for <clears throat> audience voted best comedy podcast, the Tripods producer, Miles Bonsignore. Hey, how's it going? Oh my God, it's so what an honor. I want to thank my bosses. Uh, I'll take my, you take my shirt. Okay, I'll take, okay, I'll take my shirt off. I'll take my shirt off. I'll do anything for a buck. Anyway, thanks so much to the Webbies. Uh, thanks to my bosses, uh, Ned, Zach, Eugene, and Keith, uh, just the, the cutest little guys that ever could be. Uh, climate change, uh, you know. Okay, let's go for it. It's a real. It's a, okay, I'll be it. I gotta go. But, okay, thank you so much. Uh, bye, bye, guys. That was a good speech, man. Uh, Thanks, man. That was really it. good. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. That. They always say that winning an award is one of the most special times of your life. You know, it's it it's the peak. It's mm. it's one of those those peaks in your life. So where were you the moment that you realized that you were an award-winning podcaster? Fully in bed. <laughs> yeah, I was in bed. <laughs> well, okay, that thanks, was the guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thanks thought, for entertaining uh, that, that I thought bit. you were just asking Miles me. I don't know. I think I was at my computer. Pretty freaking boring. And that's yeah. why we're a comedy award-winning podcast. When someone yeah. throws up a comedy premise, we all fucking know how to dunk that shit. <laughs> Slam <laughs> dunk Slam it. That. That's yep, right. That's Quick right. Toes. No, I was yeah. I was in bed with like one eye cracked open, and whenever I don't want to wake up, I just start like I open my email, see if there's anything in that there that I don't actually need to process brain power for. But I'm like, what can I just delete? And I'm just uh, hoping something excites me. Like I look at the phone, I look at Twitter. Anything excite me? No. I open Instagram. <laughs> anything exciting me here? No. My email. Ooh. <laughs> Ah, oh. I won an award. Congratulations <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. I yeah you know, even a spam email can be a little exciting, right? Because it's something to do, something to delete. Oh, man. I just dipped into my spam folder the other day. <laughs> so many people wanted to send me their nudes. 
So many people <laughs> still want me to invest. I'm like, how is this still? Who's still falling for this? It was like, hello, sir, mum. I need to, <laughs> investing in America, and I need a friend. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who who falls for these still? How is there still an industry for these bots? Guys, I discovered a pyramid scheme the other day. Oh. Um, this was crazy. So you guys know in my in my tea journey, I've been trying to find a name that I can clear through a trademark. And I finally have found one. I, I have a call with my lawyer this afternoon just to make sure it's all good. Very excited. But one of them that I found, I, I just started making up random words. And I was talking with Eugene. Eugene, I thought you were laughing at me. You're laughing because your dogs are furiously making out on your lap. <laughs> oh my god, that is <laughs> holy raunchy. Your dogs are like really making out hard. Oh, I was like, wow, Eugene's so. In <laughs> but that's okay. Well, that's because you know. Oh my god, this is like so hot. Uh, they're full on licking the roof whoa, of each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> Dog makeout. Sorry, I was trying to keep them quiet for the podcast, but then they started <laughs> furiously going at it, yeah. snogging on my lap. I was laughing because I was looking at my own spam filter, and I have one that's from Leaf Filter Advertise that's called Spring Savings. Get 10% off clean gutters for life. Hey, nice. why not? Take your mind that out of the gutter. I mean, this is big, though. You might you might have the, the final name, the real you might deal. have... The name, but originally oh. I was just putting like random fucking sounds together. I'm like Zim Blob, whatever. I just because I needed to create a brand new word that had never been made before. And some words that I made up, like one was I'm not even gonna say because it it's a bad name, but I went to the website and it was like a family's photo album. Anyway, one of these words was a website for a board game, and I'm like, fuck, what's going on? But I read the rules of the board game, and there was no board game, there's no photos of the board game, and all you had to do. All you had to do, you send in $250, you become the ambassador for your city, and they're only giving out 2,000 of these spots, so you gotta act quick, and then you oh. get to have, like, X people underneath you, and it was Whoa. just a very poorly written, blatant pyramid scheme around a board game? Wow. That's very weird. confusing. Pyramid scheme would be a good board game. Like, if you designed a board game that's about getting the most people to be oh. contributing small amounts of money, like, you pull a card, and basically yeah. it forces other people to join your, like, mm -hmm. pyramid scheme. And by the end, it's who's got the tallest pyramid. Right. Settlers of multi-level marketing. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever been, have, like, a friend of yours ever been involved in a pyramid scheme or a multi-level marketing scheme and asked you, hey, you should check out my work <laughs> i think the closest i came was in high school there were some kids that were like doing the the knife sharpening salesman thing oh, cut, and they're like yeah they're like yeah cut, cut. they're like <laughs> tell your mom <laughs> about my knives let me come over and do a sales demo i was like i don't know man we already have knives uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with our friendship taking this direction. <laughs> <laughs> We're 17. Uh, oh, Eugene, what's going on over there? You're holding your mic like the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dam. Oh, I don't want to interrupt y'all's conversation with uh, the dogs running around. I'm getting uh, Matt to grab them to go to another room. Let oh, chaos gotcha. reign. We're chaos award rain. winners now. We can fucking coast. <laughs> okay, cool. Kim Bob, go fucking at it. Go fuck, <laughs> fuck my other son. That's the quality wow. you get with this Webby award winning podcast. Go yeah. gay dogs. Go gay dogs. 
Uh, I'll say Go Gay Dogs will now be the title of the podcast. Um, uh, but I, I do remember in a market, multi-level marketing scheme, when I was like right out of college, I moved to New York and there was a Craigslist job posting. I went, I spent the day with these people and it turned out that it was like you join, they don't pay you very much. They pay you one commission and you're on the street trying to sell like people on phone plans, like trying to get like elderly people in on phone plans. And the woman was explaining, she was this British woman, she was explaining me how the company worked. And she straight up was like, okay, so the CEO, here's the CEO, they're at the top. And then under the CEO is two people. And she drew two circles. And then she was like, and under those people, they get other people involved. And she started drawing a pyramid. (laughs) It's always what they say now. Okay, now this is not a pyramid scheme, (laughs) just so you know. Anyway, here's how it works. And then they fully describe a pyramid. It's every single pyramid scheme is like, well, it's not a pyramid scheme. First of all, (laughs) don't worry about that. It'd be cool to live in a pyramid. I think so too. I want, I always like, (laughs) you know, that's a, an architecture that we've forgotten. You know, we, you never see pyramids in cities anymore. I mean, Vegas has one, uh, but it's not the same. It's basically just the exterior looks like one. I want to go to one where there's vaults and chambers and there's people buried in the walls in a few places. And there's cool bug sculptures that might come to life if, uh, you know, yeah, a mummy yeah. is, re, 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 you know, reenacted, relived, mm-hmm. re-brought like, back. Like Patrick's house, Patrick Starr's house. Most of it's underneath the ground like a tomb. Yeah. And the pyramid itself is oh, like God. the periscope, you know? Uh-huh. It's, just mm-hmm. the, it's just the, like, it's just the land feature. Isn't there a thing of, like, that when pyramids existed, we didn't have the technology to build pyramids, and that's why people think that aliens built the pyramids? A- because like Aliens. Aliens. Ned, our resident science expert? There's a possibility, <laughs> a non-zero possibility. <laughs> or the innovation of mi gente, the Jews, building that shit on our backs. The, the last, and ever since we've complained about back problems, actually. I think they probably just had pulleys. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah, they, I think this idea that they didn't have the architecture was just the fact that like all the stuff they were using was probably wood and fiber, and those were lost to time, whereas the you know the the rock remained. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how do they do this? <laughs> just rocks here and sand. And I I think actually I remember seeing they actually brought levels of sand up. They sort of built it in reverse, so they would build it up and then tear the way, sand away. So that's like one of the ways that people theorize they did it. There's like a lot of cool theories on how they did it. You are right, Eugene, stuff. though. If there was one American city that just had like a big fucking pyramid in the middle, like no offense, New Mexico, but Arizona, like you're, these places, like you could stand to have a nice dope ass pyramid in the middle of your city. And we would uh-huh. all be like, yo, do you hear about that New Mexico pyramid? I want to fucking go check that out. Albuquerque's got the dopest pyramid in all of America. Bring pyramids back. Yeah, I mean, mean, look at the Louvre, Uh, full circle to our French opening. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's beautiful. So many, so many modern buildings like the Burj Khalifa, you know, they're all going to start looking stale, very like 2020s, right? I think Mm -hmm. we need to bring it back old school and New Mexico has to build like, you know, a (laughs) giant pyramid just, you know, in the middle of Albuquerque. Or like the, the bean in Chicago, why don't we make that a big ass building? Yeah, How blind cool everyone. Me to go inside a giant shiny bean and be like, "Oh yeah, I work in the big bean." Speaking of big beans, oh boy, um, 
A big bean is sort of similar to a celebrity. And on Twitter, uh, the on Twitter it was trending uh, people's mundane celebrity stories. Webby winning award winning <laughs> podcast. Uh, people's mundane celebrity uh, stories. And so I thought it'd be a fun time for us to share our mundane celebrity stories. Teams the year after they win the Super Bowl, they like are <laughs> terrible. And this is like, hey, we won the Webby. <laughs> We won the Webby. Also, uh, we forgot to invest in our offensive line. Uh, just assumed. <laughs> so you want the, the our worst celebrity stories? I want mundane Miles? celebrity stories. The time you saw... Um, it's not like, oh, I was at this dope soiree and I yeah. was talking with... E sharing a cocktail with Idris Elba. Uh -huh. It's like, no... I was shopping for underwear at the yeah. Gap. Yeah, it's like I saw Amanda uh, Seyfried buying a ham. Here you go. I got one. I w was in line like several people away from Anna Kendrick at a coffee shop one time. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Anna <laughs> yeah. K? Dude. That's right. And I, uh... I didn't say anything, and we nor did we make eye contact. So, like, pretty cool. How little um, was she? She was very tiny. <laughs> yes, very tiny. Is clearly like she was in her sweatpants. Clearly, just you know, Saturday morning, getting your fancy coffee on, just rolling out of bed. What did she order? Do you remember? I think she was behind me, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't but... stick around, Ned, to see what she freaking ordered at the, at the coffee shop. I got, the, look, Miles. This was the most mundane celebrity <laughs> story I had. I don't even know her coffee order. <laughs> what if you ever see her again, and you're like have an opportunity to become best friends. And she's like, ugh, if only someone here knew me and really got me and just knew what my favorite coffee was. And you'd be like, actually, how about this? And then you're I like, holy shit, be best like, friends. Here, take this Cortado. It's the best way to have coffee. Do you think that Anna Kendrick drinks a Cortado? I think she drinks from a Piccolo. I think she just likes having lots of cups. Eugene, you seem like a hot celebrity about town. Do you um, have any mundane <laughs> celebrity stories? Um, I have several. Um, let's start. Let's start light. So, <laughs> at the gym once, this must have been like seven years ago. I'm on one of the machines for my quads, and lo and behold, I turn and there's a tall, fully dressed man, not in gym clothes, just fully dressed with big headphones. Lunging wearing in the jeans, middle of the gym, right? wearing jeans, just doing lunges and smiling at everyone. It was Jeff Goldblum. That's Whoa. huge. He was him. maybe there a total of 15 minutes. <laughs> and all he did was walk into the middle of the, the machines area where he just decided to start lunging. And he was just just smiling broadly at everyone <laughs> with his headphones. And then I think he just like bounced right after that. And I just remember sitting there going like, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan and I, I've seen pretty much everything Jeff Goldblum was in. So I, I'd had a little mini freak out and I was like, oh my God, don't stare at him. But I did end up staring at him a little bit and he looked right back at me and smiled. First of all, Jeff Goldblum, anywhere, you're gonna stare. That's just his aura and his presence. Yeah. But what a fucking delightful weirdo that he just goes to stretch in jeans in a gym. And you're not like, that's a common known thing uh, in WeHo is that he does that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he still does that, but that was that was a very exciting, exciting sighting. Uh, same gym, I saw Charlize Theron too. You saw Charlize? Yeah, she she used to take spin classes from her sp favorite cycle instructor, and I heard her before I saw her because I heard a woman cursing up a storm, like <laughs> say like lowest level sailor humor, 
like with bunch of gay men laughing and I turn and it's Charlize. She's just sweaty and gorgeous <laughs> and she's just being like, well, why don't you just sit on his dick? And I was like, Charlize, <laughs> you're amazing. Just beautiful and crass. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I shared this one on Twitter, but when we we were all in the Austin airport together and you guys all went to the bathroom and actually I was talking to Miles and behind from behind Miles, <sighs> Charlize Theron walks right towards me and I went... <gasps> Because I adore her and love her, but I wasn't going to say anything or I'm just going to play it cool. And so I didn't tell Miles until she had walked Uh, by and left. Devastating. And so Miles had Charlize in his orbit and never knew. Ugh, a tragedy. Uh, I think mine is probably that one time I was working at a coffee shop in New York and I served coffee to none other than Raven Simone. Wow. That's fun. Very fun. She uh, she had a problematic order. She came back to the counter a couple times and asked for different things. It was... Uh, oh. But, oh. She, but wow, <laughs> just to see her and just to it's, be like, wow. That's surprising that she wasn't able to look into the future and see oh. that her coffee order was going to get messed <laughs> was, up. Was her coffee order so raven? She It was so raven. She ordered a mocha, I believe. What I remember is she ordered a mocha and then she came back and she said, "This tastes a little. Uh, this tastes a little bitter." She was very nice. She was like, "This tastes a little bitter," and I was like, "Oh, uh, well, yeah. It should just be espresso and uh, you know, chocolate and milk." And she was like, "Can you make one? Um, can you make one without the espresso in it?" And I said, <laughs> "I said absolutely, I can, Raven." <laughs> I actually wanted chocolate. Wow. <laughs> Can you make one without the espresso in it? Uh, she's just like, Ken, I think I just want the chocolate. I just want the chocolate one. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Heath, you I'm know. wondering if you have any of these because you're terrible at recognizing celebrities. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, when you were t- doing the Charlize Theron story, I remember I was there and I didn't notice or care. And I was like, oh, cool. And uh, I mean, sure. It was, you know, it was South by. There's got to be celebs around. Uh, I live where like all the cable comedians live. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not mm-hmm. Beverly Hills wealth, but it is still Hill wealth and mm. it's pretty good. But they're, I, they're always at my grocery store or at restaurants. Um, so I've seen Kyle Mooney at Spitz. I've Ugh. seen um, Tony Hale in the checkout line with his adorable daughters. Ah! I never talk to any of them. Mm-hmm. They're just living their lives. And it, they're very mundane occurrences. Like sometimes you'll be standing like looking at the broccolini and you look to your left and be like, oh, yeah, that person's on a show. And then you just keep going. Now, Becky recognizes everyone. Yeah. Like, And she'll we'll walk by Little Dom's and she'll be like, that girl right there, she was on season three of this show. And I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. And she just knows everybody. The one I ever, I got excited once. The only one I've ever spoken to, the only celebrity that I've stopped and I've been like, you're a celebrity. I need to talk to you was Tim Minchin, who most people don't even oh. know. Uh, but he's a, a really great um, Australian musical comedian. And he was in LA for a couple of years. And once I saw him at Little Dom's and I just told him he was great. <laughs> 
That was it. I've got a pretty good Jennifer Lawrence one by way of Kelsey Dara. Jay Law, yes, at a, at the premiere of uh, Jay of her own movie, a mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence movie, which Kelsey and I were doing some promotional stuff for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey goes to the bathroom in the middle of it. I don't know. She really had to pee, and in the bathroom she sees Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, they they just say like, "Hey, like." Nice movie. She's like, thanks. I always leave early at these things. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence was ducking out of her own premiere halfway through. Oh, wait. Uh, was it a movie with Chris Pratt? Can neither confirm nor deny, but <laughs> intrepid Googlers will know that the only movie that Kelsey and I have promoted. Yeah, that one's worth w- walking out th- of halfway through. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was very funny. That, that is... Not only did she run into her one-on-one in the bathroom because nobody else was in the bathroom, that uh, that she was on her way out the door at her own party, which yeah, you know, you gotta beat the rush. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh yeah. When you're that popular and it's your day. And that movie was that summer was like J Law's summer. I when she walked in, she was surrounded by a crowd of like thirty people. Like yeah. no joke. It was just sort of like And they all looked just like J Law, so no one knew who which one was which. Sort of like um <laughs> Queen Amidala. Oh no, yeah, no, not like that. <laughs> just like that Queen Amidala. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> if the way she went into the premiere was like <laughs> we we should start when we attend things, just surrounding ourselves with ten people who look kind of like us, mm-hmm. each of us. So there's just forty try guy duplicates walking in, and nobody knows which one is the right one. <laughs> I'll tell you, anytime someone on Twitter tags me in a photo of like. Is this you? It is the least flattering lookalikes that ever. (laughs) I just need you guys to know. Look at the person that you're tagging me of. If I am the far more attractive version of that person, you're going to hurt my feelings. (laughs) Or just say that. Yeah, just say you're hotter than him, but he looks like you. I'm going to hit you with, with two quick ones. One, uh, saw Rachel Bilson from the OC in a witch, witch. She was ordering a custom sandwich. She got it toasted. It was hilarious. Uh, When we got back from tour, the very first restaurant that I went to, I mean, literally, like, we landed in the morning. I put my stuff down from the airport, went to get a nice lunch with with Maggie, and I'm, like, disheveled and gross. It is the end of, of two months of travel and, you know, decreasing body maintenance, and I'm just a total mess. And in this one restaurant by us, there was Michael K. Williams, who played Omar Little, on the wire sitting in a table next to uh natalie morales who played uh aziz's girlfriend in parks and rec and she's now in uh dead to me she's like you know a a character tv actress who's rising but they they weren't together they don't know each other they didn't talk and i was like is there one person at this restaurant who noticed it because i was like that's fucking weird omar from the wire is here with with Natalie, like, but they're different. And is there one other person that's like, this is crazy. Omar from The Wire's here and Zach from The Try Guys. What a day. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time in New York where I was crossing a street. It was a four-way crosswalk and we were walking diagonally. And walking by me is Wallace Shawn from uh, The Princess Bride, the guy who goes, inconceivable, oh, who yeah. is better oh, known as awesome. now as the voice of, of Rex in Toy Story. Uh, oh, yeah. incredible love Wallace John and I just couldn't stop myself there was something about how specific and particular he is that I went oh, Wallace and at the same time like as I'm looking at him someone right behind him this like young college kid is like oh, Zach 
And I was like, oh, shit. Am I the Wallace Shawn of my generation? <laughs> I just I was going to say that I sat next to young Han Solo in a Jewish deli in like January. You know, that was probably my last oh. uh, mundane celebrity he would be experience. a hard person for me to recognize. Oh, yeah. I didn't recognize him. I was sitting with Becky Alex did. Lewis, who, oh. who texted and texted. Oh, yeah. He was like, we're sitting next to Han Solo. And I'm like, so we are. Yeah. So I was at a, I was at a film camp. It was the only film camp I went to in high school. So this was 2003. And we stayed at this uh, apartment complex that's very famous in LA that's near a studio set. So a lot of like, at the time, young Disney Channel stars were living there. Anyway, it was like the one film experience I had before going to USC and it was crazy because I was there getting the film, but I also like happened to be in the apartment next to Shia LaBeouf and I didn't know until the first day that uh, it was always like the second day I bought this big box of like Quaker Oats granola bars or maybe it was Nature Valley now. I think it was Quaker Oats. Not very good, but um, I was in the bathroom and our door was open and my my roommate, my roommate's name was Steven, and he was playing like something on Nintendo. And then when I walked back out, my whole box Spielberg. of granola bars was gone. And I asked no. him, where did the granola bars go? And he looks at me and he goes, oh, uh, Shia LaBeouf just walked in and took them. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, he just walked in. And Steven's also like one of those guys who's just so chill that this totally was just like, yeah, he just like walked in. Uh, T- grabbed them, looked at me, and I looked at him. We looked at each other for a few seconds, and then he just walked out with your granola bars. And I, Whoa. being a big Even Stevens fan, I was like, oh my God, Shia LaBeouf is next door. I was not, I did not care about the granola bars. I was like, ooh, Shia is there. Um, but I did see him a couple of times as we passed each other in the hallway. And the other time I really knew he was there was he um, burned his tennis shoes on the balcony. Because one day I was like, what does that smell? It's like rubber. And I went out there and I was like, oh, there's tennis shoes on fire next door. Now, knowing what I know now with Honey Boy and his past. Certainly, he was just probably just, you know, expressing himself in whatever way felt healthy. I just, it just came to me, the other people that I did see there was Frankie Muniz and Hilary Duff, and they were in a hot tub while what? I was hanging out by the pool. And I was like, oh my God, it's Malcolm Little. Whoa. And, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and Lizzie McGuire. But that was, that was like, very, a lot for me to handle, but I was like the most awkward, nerdy high schoolers. So I was like, I'm never going to talk to these people. They're so cool. I feel like the granola bars was an opening, you know? You could have yeah. been like, oh, hey, um, what's up, buddy? Uh, I noticed you stole my granola bars. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hang. the granola bars. <laughs> Actually, if you like those granola bars, I can get you a deal where you can sell the same granola bars to all of your celebrity <gasps> friends. Oh my god! I, I'm the hookup. <laughs> uh, there's only two thousand spots left. Sort of like I'm here up top, and then you, Shia LaBeouf, can be like one of the two other sub granola lords. And we'll have Frankie <laughs> Muniz and Hillary Duff underneath. Yeah, it yep. is funny living in LA. Like this just sort of just happens to us. It's not like we're in special places when this happens this is right. well, no. maybe the premiere but like the otherwise grocery stores it's just a, a weird fact of living in la you just see moderately to very famous people all the time now i will say one thing i didn't like about the 
share your mundane experiences is how many people said their mundane interactions with me. I'm like, it's not mundane. (laughs) One of them was at fucking Disneyland. I'm like, that's not mundane. Nothing about your day was mundane. It was probably the most spectacular day of that semester or season. And you, not only are you probably there because it's your birthday, but then you see me and Zach and Eugene and Ned probably too having fun and we're Disney bounding. We look adorable. <laughs> and you're like, could have say that's mundane? The Fuck you. I mean, thank you for being a fan. But also, that's not mundane. That's spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. It's the best day ever. Yeah. I mean, you were, uh, wh- uh, what? I do. There is a funny, like, statistical anomaly of how many people's birthday it is at Disneyland. Mm. Because people tend to go to Disneyland on their birthday. So like more so than our regular mall, you're going to have a higher percentage of people that are like, and also it's my birthday. People, when we've met people at Disney, there is this cascade effect of emotions where it's like, it's my birthday and I'm at the most magical place in the world and you're here. I yeah. just thought, like, it was mundane. I'm sure we're also, I we're very nice. And, like, I love meeting fans. I love saying hello to them and taking pictures. It's really fun. And, like, we're never dicks so or, or even, like, not excited. When you come to us, we typically reciprocate the excitement. Uh, it's not mundane. This is a weird thing. I'm curious if you guys feel this way. I I know that the Try Guys has fans. We have a lot of them. I have a hard time saying the word fans. I don't know why. It it kind of just weirds me out. I, I'm making a video coming up where the logical title would involve fan. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna have uh, ask the fans to help me design logos. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know that word. I just feel like icky or presumptuous. I like what else would I call them though? Do Do you guys share this at all? Or am I crazy? Yeah, when I see like. I wish I could be like Sean Mendez and just send a tweet that says, I love all my fans. Yeah. But when I do that, yeah. I'm, I'm also kind of saying, I'm so famous, right? <laughs> and I, I can't get past that disconnect to be like, I'm so famous, right? I love all y'all who make me famous. I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. <laughs> I rarely say fans. I usually say audience. Mm-hmm. So what if I'm in conversation? But also like it's usually in conversation with someone who, I mean, unless it's in a pitch or brand meeting where they really couldn't care less it's like in a a family gathering with some uncle's friend and they're like so wait what do you do and who are these people who follow you and i'm like oh oh they're our audience i remember seeing a musically star doing an interview at vidcon right okay so like a child <laughs> musically star he's like 11 probably got a shit figured out he knows what <laughs> yeah, he's doing really does <clears throat> They're like, and what is it like to be at VidCon? And for me, when I get that question, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I I don't know. It's sort of something I do every year. Um, (laughs) Meet other creators, get to meet some fans. Um, I don't know. You know, but I I answer it a little better than that. But in my head, I'm like, uh, I'm just, I'm here, man. It's just something (laughs) I do. (laughs) But this kid, oh man, this kid had it. Because when he gets that question, this kid says, oh, number one, I got to thank all my fans out there. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for getting me to this point. Number two, I got to thank God. 
Yeah. Oh my. He was like, wow. This kid knows how to answer this question better than me. And I'm 33 and he's 11. (laughs) What's it like to be at VidCon this year? Well, I'm so excited to be here because I am. Get some free shit that I'm going to throw away. (laughs) I'm going to try to get some headphones. uh, (laughs) I'm just trying to get some headphones here. (laughs) Last year, Calvin Klein gave me an embroidered jacket. That was huge. This year, I'm hoping for some underwear. There's a generation that's millennial that's like... I wouldn't say older millennial, but maybe mid millennial, mid to older millennial. Older millennial. So if you were, if you're like maybe very late twenties through late thirties, you grew up with learning how to use things like dial up in the internet. You learned that as ain't the all, internet started all. shifting music and film industries, like when we were kids, the star vehicle was still huge. Like celebrities were movie stars. Like, so we understand our, our gauging of things like fans versus a star versus like who has influence, it still feels like foreign to us to think that an influencer, which already to many of us is kind of like a weird word, is valid. And I think that if you are maybe 25-ish or under, uh, then you probably have a more organic understanding of that being true, you know? So I think for us, it just feels icky because it feels like we're putting on like a like a jacket that's not ours. I don't know. I just, I still think like, oh, you see Charlize Theron at Disneyland. That's like, that's a not mundane moment. <laughs> But if I saw James Charles or something, I'd be like, oh, it's it's the influencer, you know? Hey, James. Yeah, I guess I'm like, yeah, because I'm trying to think of the channels that I watch and what I, even if I follow people and watch everything they do, and if he was like, thanks for being a fan, I'd be like, man, fuck you. That's right. <laughs> Maybe now that I'm an award winner again, I can com- confidently say <laughs> that I have fans. I think we have the, the digital EGOT. We got a streamy. We Uh-oh. got a shorty. Now we have a Webby. But we don't have a digital Emmy. <laughs> oh, uh, that's true. the one. That's true. There is. But they always give it out to like the Walking Dead's yeah. clip They're show. They're like James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. I'm like, that's a TV segment they put online. <laughs> Wait, what are the what is the abbreviation? It's it's Streamy, Webby, Digital Emmy, and what else? Telly? Uh, shorty. 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 So Swess. Wes. Or, or, or Wes. 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 It's a Wes. <laughs> you can win a Wes. We can win a Wes. Yay. We got to get that fucking Emmy. That it is so infuriating to me when I also I see some of the bullshit that's been nominated for that. They only have like three categories for the entire internet. Speaking of the internet, uh, Keith, you got some TikTok tea that's been coming out. That's right. As you all Tripod listeners know, a long time ago, I think it was episode 21, I impromptu penned a bomb-ass song that related to (coughs) thousands, millions maybe, and it's called White People Taco Night. It was actually a song that I was just singing to myself before the podcast began, and then we decided to sing it as the intro to the podcast. Um, it somebody took that audio they put it on tiktok on their own and it got retalked people did it and it by the time i you know last week happened i looked and the hashtag had like 6.2 million tiktoks and people have also started doing like white people chinese night and it's like getting chinese food but they're all like it's still people getting it from the grocery store for some reason it sounds weirder. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, maybe if it was white, white people, people low main night, it would be better. White Chinese people low main night sounds better. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you what the kids are okay. doing. Okay. okay. Um, but it's very interesting. So I uh, made a full version of the song with Lou Berger. We put it on our TikTok. It it is now my most talked tick, and um, I'm feeling good. So now I'm starting to do some other goofy TikTok songs. But I, I have also, not everyone knows this. So White People Talk Night got on there and got really big. But one person also did some song at the end of the podcast where I sang about knives. And it like goes on forever. And somebody did one to that, which is really funny, but made us think, are there some audios we could provide right now for our fans to make some talks off of, some free uh, toxic audio <laughs> for you guys to use? Um, yeah, um, you know, there's lots of good songs, lots of good back and forths. I think even just the bug conversation would make a good TikTok. Mm-hmm. But what are some talks we can give the, the people right now to our fans? Well, can I also <laughs> say, while you guys think about that, you made one yesterday that was uh, how many Doritos you could fit in your mouth. And it's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. How many Doritos can you, it, oh, you can it, do it better yeah, than me. But. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve Doritos. How many Doritos, Doritos can you fit in, in your, your mouth? mouth? And it's the same, like, it feels to me like the Baby Back Ribs theme song. It's right. very, like, quintessentially 90s Simple. jingle. And the idea of you just making everyday jingles, like, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Of course, that is such yeah. a great use of your musical styling mm-hmm. to to play into what uh, is doing well on TikTok right now. It's so so fun to me. Yeah, so that's my current uh, quarantine uh, project is making 15 second songs for TikTok and hoping that they will be, you know, talked around the tick. I would like a song about the moment where you go to wipe your butt and then realize that the toilet paper roll is empty and now you have to debate are you going to call for help or are you going to do the little waddle across the bathroom Ooh, clenching uh-huh. your butt cheeks and praying that yeah. nothing falls even though you have no reason to believe that anything should fall but you're just like I don't want to you know I can't put my pants up to go into the hallway because then I'm going to get poo poo on my pants so I just mm. need to waddle to the place Poo-poo where I waddle. keep toilet paper I do the toilet paper waddle <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Get that going. <laughs> I get that. I want, it sounds like gold to me. I want one that's like uh, Eugene's tweet about turning into a couch, but like with a drop like Pretty Boy swag, and then people mm. just like are turning into couches on TikTok. They're just, I'm turning into a couch. 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 <laughs> this Saturday, I'm turning into a motherfucking couch. <laughs> Eugene, yeah, as uh, as our resident dancer, uh, is there a TikTok song that uh, includes words that you would want to dance to, like shake your ass or pull, mm, pull yes, your dick out? Yes, shake your ass. Or Ooh, yeah, pull your dick out. out. Something like that. Ooh. You know, I'm not very good at the TikTok or I, I don't use it. <laughs> I guess the trends are always, I mean, isn't always just like some white hot kid who's stolen something from some a black kid? Isn't that most <laughs> of mean, TikTok's dance trends? White TikTokers copying dance moves from a black TikToker and making it famous because they're white and hot, but they don't credit sources. And it's another example of white people stealing from black culture. There we go. So use that. Uh... No, don't use that. Hot 
white kids moving left moving right shaking butts shaking breasts moving heads to the left now the right and the left and they're shaking 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 and shaking 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 and they're shaking their butts and it's always like something like a like boyfriend versus girlfriend comedy like my boyfriend shakes that butt like this my girlfriend shakes that butt like this my boyfriend shakes that butt like this. My girlfriend shakes that butt like this. 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 Honestly, that that one is a good one. Yeah, I think that could totally perform well on pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Whenever I think about doing relationship comedy, I'm like, ah, but I can't say that it's my girlfriend doing it. Will it? Will it play as well if I say like, my wife shakes her butt like this? A lot of it is like thinking about, you know, the kids are at home right now. So a lot of kids are making content with their parents. You need to give them ways to engage with their family. Like, this is my dad. I put my hand on his face. This is my mom. I put my hand on her face. This is my dog. I put my hand on its face. I put my hands on the faces of my family's face. <laughs> that, that's that's a TikTok. Right that's there. a TikTok. That's Boom. good. How about we do one called um, Shit in Your Yard? I just shit in your yard. Oh, you think that's chocolate? Nope, nope, buddy. I just shit in your yard. What do you want to do today? I think I'm gonna shit in your yard. I like the you idea know? of inciting inciting chaos in amongst mm, the TikTokers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's all about pranks. It's all about because yeah. it's all about you know that first thirteen seconds. What's it about? The last two seconds. Oh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's that's a good vehicle for success on TikTok. You thought I had a dog? No, I just shit in your yard. <laughs> Home all alone. What am I going to do? I see my mom. I see my dad. I say hello, and then I take a shit in the living room floor. <laughs> That's dude, that's good. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Oh, that's really good. Might be against community guidelines, but that's good. <laughs> what are the community guidelines of TikTok? Don't shit are in they? front of your parents. Don't well, I mean, Guns, can you show nudity? Maybe mm. poop. Probably. Yeah, is, I, I mean, yeah, probably <clears> poop. <throat> is, yeah. is there? Can you? You can swear though. You right? can swear. You can wear. You can be nude as long as you're wearing really thin pants. <laughs> I've, what? I feel like a lot of like the nudity thing is like you can't be nude, but some of the pants on these butts is so thin I can see everything. I tell you guys, my grandmother is now on the TikTok. <laughs> she's getting involved. Well, she's not what? on TikTok, but my grandmother her pants. sent me oh very thin, oh, oh, <laughs> whisper oh. thin. Oh wow! Yeah, you're, you're seeing a lot of granny. Well, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> she sent me a TikTok via Facebook Messenger, which is the most grandmother way <laughs> to do it. But it was like a terrible it. TikTok. It was really bad. And I'm like, Grandma, come on! If you're gonna get into the talking, at least have. It was like a, just a very bad lip dub of someone wondering why someone was out running, and then she's drinking wine. It was like the drinking wine content. makes me think your grandma should do that thing where it's like. All my granddaughters trying to go famous on TikTok, like do 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 While here I am sipping wine. Hey boys, you ready for a surprise? Yes. Yes. It's called surprise segment. Oh, something we haven't discussed beforehand. Yay! May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Woo! 
<laughs> try guys. The try guys are known for having an Asian. We yeah. love Asians. Yeah. So I think all, 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 all four of you in one sentence need to say what you appreciate most about Asian American heritage. Go, Zach. Wow. Uh, I would say the thing that I love most of all, fuck you guys, I'm stealing what you were going to want to say, the way that you've impacted cuisine in this country. Some of my favorite foods come from Asian influence, specifically uh, beautiful fusions. It's just, uh, you know, everybody knows that Jews have a profound love for Chinese food. It is such an important part of my childhood, but... I have my eyes have been open to so many different types of cuisines that frankly uh, blow other American cuisines out of the fucking water. Nice. Well, I think for me, it's got to be Japanese street fashion. I, you know, I, I think it's cool. I can't wear it, but I do think it looks cool. Uh, I, I feel like. You look at like, uh, especially on Instagram, if you look at like like cool hip uh, Asian like accounts, guys or girls, K-pop stuff, they just dress so cool. I'm like, wow, I can't pull that off. And Urban Outfitters sells a lot of their clothes. And sometimes I go there thinking I'm going to find something for me there. And I don't. Mm. I don't find anything for me there. <laughs> it's not for me. I gotta go K-pop. Eugene, hanging out with you has been a real revelation to a type of music, choreography, videography, amazing work that I had never before known about. And it's influenced all of pop culture, and it's really amazing. That and fireworks. An amazing, important part of our culture. Oh, look at him. He's about to blow a blood vessel because I dissed his waifu. All right, guys, we're going to keep going around. And the last person, who, the first person who's unable to name something about Asian culture that they love is officially racist. The next for me is tea. I love tea. You guys know that. Did you know that all tea is originally sourced from China or India? Japan's got their beautiful green teas. And we got to give it up for boba. You know, they brought boba over to us, have made tea cool once again. Thank you, Asia, for your tea. Panda bears. We all love them. <laughs> we all wish we owned one, but we don't. But they're cute to look at, and we love to try to get them to fuck each other. Next. I'm regretting, I'm regretting this surprise segment. Philosophy I'm that this. all of us really should have. But pacifism, meditation, really a, a great way to go about life. Mm. Catholicism is all about wars. Manga. Manga's like comics, but it's hot. Okay, there's it's it's sexy and it's like comics, but there's sometimes tits in it. You like the Matrix? Well, you know who you have to thank for that? Kung Fu. You like Quentin Tarantino? Then you better give it up to Asian cinema. Boats. <laughs> some some of the best boats in history were Asian boats, and. Dangerous, Keith. I'm going to go with nonsense. <laughs> Japanese spa culture. I love going to the spa, and it's really influenced all of the world's relaxation culture. Uh, the doors that are, like, slidey. They slide on the side of the house. They're featured in a lot of anime and manga, which is an important part of our culture. Uh, he's going to blow a blood vessel because I dissed his waifu. <laughs> Okay, that's enough. Skincare. White people are ugly. That's enough. Asians stay beautiful forever. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Man, cherry blossoms. Those are pretty. 
And I always want to go right. see cherry blossoms That's in hot. Japan, but I never I will. Know. We wanted to go this year, and we guys didn't. remember traveling. Oh, traveling was, cool. was fun. Oh, Jesus! We got nostalgic for airports the other day, me and Ariel. <laughs> Even though the airport is always the worst part of the experience, but you know, it's the threshold. It's the gateway to new experiences. I envisioned myself the other day cooking steaks for friends, and almost got teary eyed. I haven't oh. done that in a hundred years because I just we just stopped like in general <clears throat> cooking as much meat at home. But it was something I used to enjoy. It's like having another couple over and you make like a bunch like a, some fancy steaks and you make some mashed potatoes and you sit around and you drink red wine and ah. Uh. My birthday's coming up. That would be a fun thing for me to do for my birthday. Mm. Ned, I your your backyard is spacious enough and airy enough that we could do you know little mm-hmm. little clusters and we could all hang out in your backyard and. I, I went over to Eugene's this weekend because uh, Maggie wanted to see Matt and we uh, that's all she ever wants is to see Matt. And so we put little lawn chairs and they came out and we just like mm-hmm. talked and hung out from a they, distance. It was lovely. A six foot birthday party? Yeah. Yeah. For you. Except that Wes is going to be running <laughs> between all of us and we're, it's going to be like so cute. And we're like, no, Wes, you can't come close. <laughs> I will say, here's it. Since we brought up, um, you know, Becky's birthday for all of our Tripod listeners, if you'd like to listen, we have a Tri Wives podcast that we are currently um, piloting on Patreon. So if you are already on Patreon uh, with us, you make sure to check that out. Let us know what you think. And if you aren't and you're looking for some more podcasts, because we went back down to one a week, you should join our Patreon. Lots of extra great bonus content over there, and especially right now, there's a whole other podcast. Um, and you know, I'm sure they're saying some crazy things about us over there. Um, but I know that Becky's doing a lot of pop culture stuff. As we spoke earlier, she recognizes every celebrity. So I think probably, Miles, you should have them on the next episode talk about their celebo encounters. I absolutely will. Uh, we had a very fun, to, to give a little teaser into that episode, They had uh, we had two new segments we are trying out, one called Pop Culture Historian, where Becky dives deep into a pop culture bit, and the other is called Couples Court where one of them brings a couple's argument, being impartial, uh, partner A, partner B. And this week's was a very special couple's court about long showers. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, and... uh, and, I know what that one was about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, head on over to Patreon. You can listen to those eps. That's pretty good. I mean, the exciting thing, too, is you guys get to, you know, people on Patreon are going to help craft and decide what that Mm -hmm. show is. So Mm -hmm. help us figure it out. Also this week, Miles, the uh, uh, Webby Award winning producer, is leading uh, a leading talent in his first Try Guys video where he's a lead. What a week for you, Miles. I I was very exciting. A lot of things that I'm just like every day I wake up and I'm like, Sarah, this is an exciting week. Rains it pours. Am I right, my dude? If you loved our old Sims stuff uh, at BuzzFeed a long time ago with Kelsey and PJK, we are sort of reviving that series, but we're going to have Miles actually be steering us in various Try Guys formats. So we'd actually love it. If you do know The Sims, let us know what kinds of expansion packs we should get. What kind of Try Guy videos could we do? We went to the spa mm-hmm. in this last one, but you know we could... I guess we could do anything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Also, maybe Miles could uh, make make some of our partners, make some of our pets. He could design oh, yes. some more things. So give him some fodder for what you'd like to see him control 
when yeah, it comes baby. to us tri boys. Make I'm I'm a little puppet master puppeting the boys. Well, if you're a Miles, then you may say, "Wow, I'm so great and this week is amazing for me." And you know what? I want to impart the wisdom of my life into the your lives and this is when I'll do it right now because it's a segment starring Miles called This is the one advice that'll go that'll for Miles. Go for Miles. Featuring like our transitions are getting much worse. Miles Webby Award winning podcast. Hey Miles Nation. Hey Miles Nation. Do you wanna have Do you wanna have a big old Tarzan dick? Oh no. Yet plants. This advice will go for Put them in your room. This advice will go for Miles. What's up, Miles Nation? How y'all doing tonight? Thank you to Mon Shafur for sending that over. Uh, as always, we accept new sublime. theme songs. It's sublime. It's cute. It's Lovely. good. But have you ever wanted to be a powerful stander, Eugene? A powerful Power- stander? Stander? Stand, Stander? What? Have you ever wanted to stand in your own two feet in a room that's not Stander. your bedroom? Oh, a stander, a th- like someone stander. who stands. Your body uh, yeah. is losing energy, Eugene. You're a loser! What? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, god. What? oh no. Get to it. What does he need to do? Standing. Sometimes you're... <laughs> Phone dies while you are still cooking. Uh huh. Give me a P. P. Give me a H. H. Phone. Oh. Phone. (laughs) That's phone. We know it's phone. Phonograph. Phone. Is it a phonograph? Give me a C. C. Phone charger. (laughs) (laughs) You spelling phone charger? Are you spelling phone charger? He is. Is your advice to get a phone charger? Put a phone rooms? charger in your goddamn kitchen. Because sometimes when you're cooking and you're like, I got to go all over with the baby making room to get my charger. <laughs> but if you're not boning or sleeping, then there's no reason for you to be in your bedroom. Damn right. So, so freaking charge your phone in the GD kitchen, you turkeys. How does that help me stand better? Because you can stand with your phone, Ned. <laughs> you don't have to bend down and uh, plug it in. <laughs> okay. okay. So while you're making brisket lo mein, fried rice, and orange chicken for Asian Heritage Month, you can... Yep. Keep going. All right. All right. And while you're standing on a tatami mat in your kitchen <laughs> and you're using all sorts of Asian culture to make your dinner, <clears throat> you can keep your phone charged in the port that it's designed to be charged in. Yeah. I don't know have if you have a kitchen iPad. Huh? You have a kitchen iPad? Do you guys do that? Yeah, I have a kitchen iPad. Rich Dang. people problems. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a kitchen iPad. That sounds dope. You get yourself a little stand. You put the iPad on it. 
Uh, you get a, a little cover that helps if it gets splattery, and then boom, you can look up recipes. That is good. Mm. I actually do have an iPad on a tripod for the baths, and sometimes I'll put it in the kitchen. That's right. You have a bath. Oh, right. We have, bath, bath, <laughs> we have a bath. We have a bath pad. To yeah, your but- charger suggestion, they uh, mm-hmm. this apartment. So so I have like a a kitchen island. It's not an island. A, a mm. big uh, counter. And on the other, on the living room side of it, next to it, he built in an outlet. But instead, it's a, it's specifically a phone charging outlet. And instead of being plugs, it's just USBs, so that you Ooh. can plug in your phone charger. But now, Apple changed their phone charger, and it's USB C, which is the little thin motherfucker. So ah. this is now a totally irrelevant wall port. Hate to see it. It sucks. Don't get too fancy with your shit, guys. Yeah, don't get too fancy. But I find, electrician. I find it's good to have a phone charger in many different rooms of your house because while you're watching TikTok and you're Googling Asian Heritage Month, your phone can die very quickly. And I find having a separate phone charger or butt in the kitchen is a nice way for me to put my phone on the counter and charge it while I'm making cereal. Yeah, I take it as a sign, actually, Miles. When my phone is dying, I'm like, ah... Spend too much time on it today. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I, I, I like use that. that as its natural built-in clock. That t- now, of hmm. course, there's there's times where that's not true. There are times where I'm out and about and I need my maps open all day, or if um, or we're uh, filming a video cuts. on our phones. So exactly. You, you, so like drained your battery. There are exceptions to the rule, but if it's just a normal day, I try and let the battery life dictate and tell. Be a reminder. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same way. I'll put it because I don't even charge it in my bedroom. I cl- charge it inside my closet so that it is locked oh, away. That's nice. So I'll nice. put it in there and then I'll just kind of leave it and then I'll be, I'll be done. What I'll time does your phone go in the iPad. vault? Because that's the thing. You can't get in touch with Ned after a certain hour. It goes yeah. in the vault. I-, I got a surprise suggestion. Whoa! Eugene update! Uh, now is now your official Webby Award winner. I really want to see a, a, a supercut of all the advice that'll go for Miles for these first 60 episodes. Uh, I would really enjoy seeing uh, the evolution of how you got to this point. Uh, yeah, like kind of my downfall is that- <laughs> Just the <laughs> slow, so de- slow decline into madness because you, you were about to have a spell out phone charger. Yeah. Miles, you're about to have a spell phone charger yeah. <laughs> to advise us to- It started by <laughs> us getting better at standing yeah Yeah, really the fact that you stand while you're charging your phone Mm. well i still found your advice very recharging (laughs) that's just a couple of the great puns you can get at this webby award-winning podcast thank you all for voting be sure to leave us five stars and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, other podcasts, youtube.com slash tripod, patreon.com slash tryguys. You know what? Until next time, Keith hit us with the official tripod theme song. Thanks for being our fans. (laughs) You're the greatest fans in all the lands. And without you, we couldn't win because that award was a numbers game. The tripod. Go get your face masks. Get your face masks. We got face masks. Tryguys.com. Until next time, stay beautiful. And shit in your yard. Woo! (laughs) 